Hey, how y'all doing? I'm Devon Franklin, and I just want to wish you a happy Resurrection Sunday to Pastor Ken, my Cathedral of Faith family, and to the Bay Area. Y'all know I'm a Bay Area native, and so I just want to offer a blessing over you today. Remember that the same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the grave is available to us. Hola a todos, I'm Manuel Romero. I want to just uh, send some love uh, to everyone at Cathedral, Pastor Ken, uh, everyone in the Bay Area. We're going through a, through a tough time worldwide, uh, but our faith will, uh, will be stronger and, uh, and we are going to get through this and we're going to, we're going to be okay. Uh, I want to wish everyone a happy Easter. I wish that I, I could be there right now. I wish I had long hair and a full beard so, so we could be uh, doing the Easter production, but um, next year we'll, we'll be back. And uh, I just want to, again, send all my love. Stay safe, stay healthy. God bless you. And he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. What's up, Pastor Ken and Cathedral family? Shouting out love to the Bay Area all the way from New York. Um, missing home. Um, so I hope everybody's doing well and keeping their minds lifted and their spirits up. You know, take the time to uh, realize the blessing that we do have, you know, accept everything that God allows because there's a reason for it, there's a purpose behind this, and we'll get through it together. So, see y'all on the other side. Much love. What's up, my Cathedral of Faith family? This is your neighbor down in LA, Jamie Jones. I just want to wish you a happy, safe, and amazing Easter. Hey everybody, it's Nia Damison. Easter is here, so is new life and hope. I just want to remind you that even though we're physically apart, we are never alone because God is always with us. Our love for each other and the Lord can travel many distances and overcome everything. I want to extend my love to the entire Cathedral Faith family, Pastor Ken, and to all my people in the Bay Area. I can't wait to see all of you guys again. Happy Easter! Now let's celebrate this great day. Hello, I'm meteorologist Carrie Hall, and I'm here with a forecast for you on this Easter Sunday. We've had a large storm front hovering over the Bay Area. Downpours of fear and despair have been felt for some time now, but there is a new pressure system coming in, and this new pressure system will push out the clouds, and we're expecting a lot of sunshine and a sharp increase in the temperature of courage and hope. The forecast is great days ahead because Jesus is alive. Welcome to Easter at the Cathedral.
I'm Ken Foreman, the lead pastor at the Cathedral of Faith in San Jose. I'm here with my daughter, Lauren, and we want to welcome you to Easter at the Cathedral. It's our prayer that this broadcast would build your faith as we celebrate with over 2 billion Christians around the world the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection truly did change the course of history. Not only does the Bible tell us that Christ died for our sins, but also that he was buried and then raised to life on the third day. So right now I want to invite you to join along with our worship team as we celebrate the power that we have because of that resurrection day. Happy Resurrection Sunday, everyone. He is risen. Hey, come on.
I'm Roma Downey, and I wanted to reach out and wish my dear friend, Pastor Ken Foreman, and everyone at Cathedral of Faith a very happy Easter. These are challenging days, aren't they? And so many things have been cancelled. But the good news is that Easter has not been cancelled. So wishing you and those you love a very happy Easter. Stay safe, take care of each other, and God bless. On a personal level, this is a very special moment for us. It was all the way back in 1965 that my dad was on this very station broadcasting the message of hope. And now 55 years later, here we are bringing that same message to our generation. My grandfather eventually had a theme song for his TV program and every show would open with the song, Because He Lives. So let's go ahead and throw it back to the worship team to bring you both that song and another classic that you might recognize. When peace like a river attendeth my way When sorrows like sea Thank you. 
just because he lives. He lives. Oh, he lives. Our lives are worth the living just because Hey, Pastor Ken in Cathedral Faith. It's yours truly, Lorenzo Neal. Boy, how I miss fellowshipping with you all. Miss you guys in these tough times. There's a verse that I'm reading, and it's in Psalms chapter 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Even in these dark times, we have to understand that the word is going to keep us and keep us protected and keep us safe. I want to wish everyone in the barrier and the cathedral faith a happy and wonderful Easter. God bless everyone. Love you guys. Take care. Pastor Ken, you absolutely are amazing and you rock. Thank you for continuing to lead us all in God's way. Thank you. At the start of 2020, the theme for our year as a church was courageous. We had no idea that God was already preparing our hearts to face the current crisis. The scripture for the year was from Joshua chapter 1. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We even created flags and banners that we've put up around our campus to represent our church family living courageously. We even wrote a song called I Am Courageous. And our prayer is that it would really stir up courage on the inside of you. Once more, here's our worship team bringing you I Am Courageous.
is always important. And in a season like this, it's especially important. I invite you to join with me in praying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Now, if you look closer at this prayer, you'll find something very interesting about it. And it's that there's no me in it. It's not my father. It's our father. It's not give me. It's give us. It's not forgive me, it's forgive us. You see, this prayer reminds us of the importance of community. It reminds us that we're better when we're together. And all over the Bay Area, you can see community in action. You can see people selflessly loving and serving one another. At the Cathedral of Faith, serving the community is at the heart of what we do through our Reaching Out Food Distribution Program, last year, we were able to distribute more than $15 million worth of food to needy families throughout the South Bay community. When the pandemic hit and the need increased, our team, they really stepped it up. For example, we were able to serve over 2,500 families. That's over three times what we normally serve in a week. That amounted to over $770,000 given out on our campus, as well as groceries that we delivered to senior complexes around the South Bay. If during this crisis you could use some help, or if you would like to help out, if you'd like to donate to Reaching Out, or like to volunteer at Reaching Out, you can contact us on social media or call the church office. We would love to hear from you. This is a time as a community, we can all step up and love our neighbor. And right now, while Sheila E., our friend is coming to well, go old school with us and share with you a song, What the World Needs Now. Hi, Pastor Ken and Cathedral of Faith. I am so humbled and grateful to be a part of this beautiful service with you today. I want to thank you for all the wonderful and amazing work you're doing to help lift up our community here in the Bay Area. God is preparing you and the church for such a time as this. I truly believe, Pastor Ken, that you will not only reach our community, but the world. I want to share with you, family, as you cope with these life challenges, just know that God has a plan for your life and that you have joy and you live life to the fullest. I know it's hard in these times, but I'm here to tell you that this too shall pass. Through love, all things are possible. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just to love what the world needs now is love sweet love 
but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another mountain. There are mountains and hillsides enough to climb. And there are oceans and rivers enough to cross, enough to last till the end of time. What the world is now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just to little love. What the world is now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another meadow. There are cornfields and wheat fields enough to grow. There are sunbeams and moonbeams enough to shine. Oh, listen, Lord, if you wanna know. Blessed and happy Easter to everyone. And in this very challenging and painful time in our community, I wanted to say thank you to all of you who are reaching out in so many ways to help our neighbors in need. To the many members of the Cathedral of Faith congregation working with Second Harvest to feed thousands of our neighbors. For those more than 2,200 of you who are volunteering through SiliconValleyStrong.org or giving a few dollars to help families in need. You are reminding all of us that we are one community, as St. Paul said, one body in Christ. Thank you for all that you are doing, and I look forward to continuing to serve you as we serve each other through this challenging time. What the world needs now is love. That's Cathedral of Faith, where the love is lived out, and we've been blessed to be a blessing. That's Cathedral of Faith. Today, we join millions of believers around the world and throughout the last 2,000 years of church history, celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The angel stood at the tomb and said, he's not here. He's not in this confined space anymore. He's risen as he said. He came to bring us life and life abundantly. And what a blessing we've had at Cathedral of Faith to be able to give life to so many people through our Kenny Foreman Reaching Out Center over the last weeks. Thousands and thousands of families have been blessed. Thank you. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your giving. What you do in this moment is making a difference that are changing lives for eternity. I encourage you to join with us in this moment as we prepare to bring our tithes and offerings. At the bottom of the screen, you'll see the number that you can text to, or you can go on our church website or on our app and give. You can drop it by the church office or mail it. This is a moment we get to make a difference in the lives of so many people. I wish I could share with you all the stories of a father who drives up in the car with tear-filled eyes saying, without you, I couldn't feed my family. Or the blind person who had someone write us a note saying, I'm on fixed income and without you I would have no food. There are thousands of stories of like, just like that that you're making possible through your giving. 
I'm going to ask you to dig a little deeper on this Easter Sunday and be part of blessing those in our community who are in need and rising up to make a difference. I want to speak God's blessing on you as we give. In fact, I'm going to ask you just to take your hands and cup them in front of you as I pray God's blessing on these gifts and on you and your family. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have been so good to us. And despite what we all face and the inconveniences of this moment, we thank you that you give us this moment to be a blessing. Every hand that's cupped right now, you know their story, you know their need, you know their struggle, you know what's going on. Bring healing, bring wisdom, bring grace, bring strength. We thank you that you are with us and we are not alone. Bless each individual whether they're sheltering in place alone or with a family, we ask you to bless them and encourage them and bless these gifts, Lord, that we can continue to lift up your name, the name of Jesus in this community through our generosity and giving. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I know you're home and we're not together. What, can you join with me in giving God thanks and praise for his faithfulness? Amen, amen. Well, the resurrected Lord says these words. In this world, you will have trouble and testing and distress. But don't be overcome by that. Don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid because I have overcome. Whatever you're facing personally, whatever we're facing together, Jesus is the overcomer. Open up your heart as Pastor Ken comes in the midst of this crisis to speak to us about how to be an overcomer. Even though we can't gather together in church buildings, the virus doesn't have the power to stop Easter. A friend of mine sent me a picture of an empty tomb, and the caption reads this way. Easter cannot be canceled. 2,000 years ago, all the forces of hell tried that, and they failed. And it is true. Jesus overcame the power of sin, he overcame the power of Satan. He overcame the power of death. They tried to stop Easter from happening, but they simply could not. Jesus is the ultimate overcomer. In Revelation chapter one, Jesus says this, don't be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever and forever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. When Jesus says, I am the first and I am the last, this is the same way God describes himself in the Old Testament. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 44, we read, this is what the Lord says, Israel's king and redeemer, the Lord Almighty, I am the first and I am the last. And then Jesus takes those words and applies them to himself. In other words, when we look at Jesus, he's not just a prophet or a teacher or a leader or a good man. He's in a category all by himself. He is truly man, and yet he is truly God. He is the first and he is the last. And Jesus, the God above us, becomes the God who is with us. It's the mystery and wonder of the incarnation. He is the first and he is the last. He is the one who started history and he is the one who will wrap up history. He is the one who created the heavens and the earth, and he's the one who will recreate the heavens and the earth. He is the first and the last. He comes all the way down to where we are at, 
so that we can get all the way up to where we need to be. That is how much we matter to him. That is how much the Bay Area is loved by him. He lives the perfect life that we could not live. And then he dies the death that we deserve to die. And then he comes back from the dead to prove that he is who he says he is. And he can do what he says he can do. Jesus is the ultimate overcomer. He helps us to overcome the fear of living. Since we are sheltering in place, I'm gonna have to watch through my phone the annual Foreman family Easter egg hunt. But maybe that's not a bad thing because at my stage of life, after I hide the eggs and near the end of the hunt, I can't remember where I put all of them. But my two grandkids, they're gonna scour their backyard and they'll assemble all the eggs and then they'll come inside and they'll open them up with anticipation because they never really know what's inside. And I was thinking, life is a little bit like that. You'd open up tomorrow and you never really know what the next day brings or the next week or the next month or the next year. Could anyone have guessed when we started 2020 that life would come to a virtual standstill here in the Bay Area. Sometimes we like to pretend that we have everything under control, but when an event like this happens, we realize that control is really an illusion. You never really know what tomorrow is going to bring. My favorite philosopher, Forrest Gump, he puts it like this, life is like a box of chocolates. You never quite know what you're gonna get. And that right there is what terrifies us. There's a best-selling author. She wrote a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And in it, she says this, at the bottom of every fear you experience is the fear that you can't handle whatever life may bring you. At the bottom of all your fears is this fear, what if something shows up and I can't handle it? I know for me, when this crisis showed up, I've been a pastor at the Cathedral of Faith for 40 years. I've been the lead pastor for more than 20 years, but whoa, when this crisis showed up, I've never seen anything like that in my lifetime. And I could feel the fear starting to move in. Do you have what it takes to face this crisis? Do you have what it takes to lead through this crisis? There was something that helped me out and maybe it can help you out too. We have something at the Cathedral of Faith called our 10 finger prayer. We've taken a Bible verse and we've, well, made it into a declaration that goes like this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. On my own, I might not be able to handle it, but I'm not on my own. Jesus is alive. He's with me and he's for me. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The question in the season that we're in is which side of this picture do you want to live on? Do you want to live on the side where it's all about what if? Or do you want to live on the side of victory where we say, I can. Whatever shows up, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is what gives us courage we don't know what the future holds, but we know the one who holds the future. And the amazing thing about Jesus is this. He can take any egg that shows up in the basket, even the broken ones, the cracked ones, and he can bring something beautiful out of them. It's what he did on the cross. God visits our planet and what do we do? We spit on him. We put a crown of thorns on his head. 
We nail him to a cross. The very worst that could happen is what happened that day. But what does Jesus do? He takes the very worst, turns it on its head, and he uses the cross to defeat the forces of evil, to demonstrate his great love for us, and to bring salvation to the entire world. And if he can bring something that beautiful out of something that is that broken, he can do it in your life. He can do it in my life. Even in the middle of this pandemic, beautiful images are emerging. While we're sheltering in place, people are finding ways to connect with each other and serve each other and even sing. Did you see the video of the housing complex down in Brazil? While they're sheltering in place, they started singing because he lives. What a beautiful picture it is. Jesus is the first and the last. And the virus will not have the last word. Jesus will have the last word. He helps us to overcome our fear of living and he helps us to overcome our fear of dying. Years ago, a freelance writer here in the Bay Area, she wrote about a boy who suffered with severe mental and physical disabilities. One weekend while the boy was at church, the teacher in his class gave each of the kids a plastic egg. And she asked them to bring something back next week that was inside of that egg that represented new life. Well, next week came and the kids brought their eggs and the teacher began to open them. She opened the first one and there was a little flower inside. And then she opened the second one and there was a plastic butterfly inside. And then she opened the third one and it was empty. And she thought someone must have misunderstood the assignment. So she started to move on. And then the disabled boy spoke up and said, don't skip mine. And the teacher said, but the egg is empty. And the boy said, the egg is empty because the tomb is empty. And the teacher realized in that moment, that boy understood the assignment better than anyone else. The following summer, the boy's condition worsened and he passed away. And when people came to pay the respects at the funeral home, on top of the casket were 19 empty eggs. And that is the power of Easter. He is the first and the last, and death does not have the last word in our lives, Jesus does. Jesus once said, because I live, you too will live. When Jesus defeated death, talk about the ultimate fighting challenge. I once had a chance to mix it up with a mixed martial artist, and as you can see, it didn't go so well. For me, I tapped out pretty quick. Imagine Jesus stepping in to the cage to face off with death. Death was undefeated. Every match ended the same. Someone would get knocked down and someone would get knocked out. And then Jesus steps in and it seems like it's gonna be the same old story. Jesus gets knocked down and he's down for the count of one. He's down for the count of two. But then on the third day, Jesus comes back from the dead with the keys of death in his hand. Keys were a symbol for authority, that Jesus has authority over death. Death isn't so big or bad anymore. Jesus made death tap out. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Oh, death 
where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Even though we still have to face death, we don't have to be terrified of death anymore. And this is such an important word for the season that we're in. We're doing everything we can to keep us safe. I hope you're doing everything you can to keep safe. One of our staff members sent me a video of their two kids who are social distancing even while they're at home. Social distancing, washing our hands, sheltering in place. We're all doing our best to stay safe. And there are nurses, doctors, and scientists who are doing their best to keep us safe. We're so grateful for them. And I hope they're in your prayers. But even if the virus does its very worst, it's interesting. Some suggest that the peak for deaths from the virus in America will be on Easter Sunday. But even if the virus does its worst, Jesus is still at his best. He is there at the start of our lives and he is there at the end of our lives. The virus will not have the final say, resurrection will. I know when my dad passed away about a year and a half ago, it was a very difficult time for me. He was my very best friend. But there was a passage that helped me out and maybe it can help you out too. There was a moment where Jesus stood in front of the grave of a close friend of his and he made this declaration. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he dies, yet shall he live. Do you believe this? And the answer today is yes, we do. Jesus, you are the first and the last. Death will not have the last word. Jesus will. Perhaps the thing you're most afraid of is that it's too late. That you're far from God and it's just too late for you. Friend, it's not too late. Even if you don't love God, God is still loving you. Even if you don't believe in God, God still believes in you. Even if you've given up on yourself, God still has not given up on you. And if you'll open your heart, you'll find that Jesus is waiting for you with open arms. He's the first and the last, and he can give you a fresh start. This can be the first day of the rest of your life. A new dawn, a new day, a fresh start. First Peter chapter one says this, because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. Brian Welch is with the rock band Corn and a couple of weeks ago, him and his daughter were supposed to be with us and share a little bit about their journey of faith. Things changed, but delays are not denials and they'll be with us again in the future. But Brian was gracious enough to send to us a very special message for the Bay Area that talks about his own journey and the fresh start that God gave to him. What's up, San Jose and uh, Cathedral of Faith? Me and my daughter, Jenea, looked forward to coming and seeing you guys in person, but we got shut down. Can you believe it? I know we are all going through the same thing, but stay up, all right? Stay positive because Jesus is gonna bring us through this. I wanna tell you my story real quick. I grew up in Bakersfield, California, home of Buck Owens and Hee Haw Country Music. I hated it. My parents were into it. I rebelled and got into metal, Ozzy Osbourne and all these crazy bands. Um, I met the guys in Korn. Um, I met the singer in fourth grade. 
bass player in seventh, guitar player in ninth grade. And uh, we went and formed Corn in Los Angeles. Why Corn? Because people would either hate it or love it, but they wouldn't forget it. So uh, we got signed, and uh, on our first album's tour, we were opening for Ozzy Osbourne. It was crazy. Dreams came true, but the dream that I didn't dream about was being addicted to drugs, being an alcoholic, drinking every day and feeling sick and having to, to drink and do drugs to feel normal again. And it went on for years, you know. Um, in our addiction, we, got, we all got married, five guys, five marriages, five divorces within two or three years. I ended up with custody of my daughter, Jenea, who you will meet, but uh, you know, I thought I could get sober on my own when I got full custody of her. It lasted four months, but I couldn't stay sober. Um, I got massively hooked on drugs and crystal meth was my worst. Um, it got so bad that I did a world tour, went to Asia and uh, South America, Europe with crystal meth in my bags. I ran out, had my dealer send me two eight balls. And that's when I was like, okay, I've gone too far. My parents raised me better. And so uh, I went home, I tried to go to outpatient rehab, talk to uh, doctors, and I just couldn't get free from it, man. And But I was the most functioning tweaker speed addict you'd ever meet. I was doing real estate deals while being a rock star. And uh, these two guys, man, brought me to church. And uh, I thought Christians were like Ned Flanders, and I didn't want to hang out with them, but these guys were cool. They were my business partners and I went and I discovered that Jesus is actually real. The pastor got up and he said, look, all of your junk, all of your baggage that you're dealing with, if you come to Jesus and keep talking to him and learning about him, none of that stuff can stay in your life. It will fall away and you'll become a new creation. And so I, I didn't believe, I don't want to believe the Christians. I wanted to see for myself if it was real. I'm not getting brainwashed, you know, I started thinking. So I went home and I and I, I prayed and I said, Jesus, look, man, if you're real, then you got to set me free from these drugs because my daughter deserves a better father. I'm a loser. If you're real, show me. And long story short, you guys, within like three weeks, I was going to church high on drugs. I was reading the Bible high. and. And uh, about three weeks later, I felt a love pour into me and an embrace like come around me spiritually. I don't know, I can't explain it. There's a scripture that says Romans, in Romans uh, five, it says that God has poured his spirit and his love into our hearts. And so I felt that, you know, and uh, I, was, I was instantly like just taken back and that was a better high than any drug I've ever done. And so, I, I threw away the drugs. I stopped drinking, I stopped doing drugs right away. Started going to church. I left the band, you know, and uh, everyone freaked out and thought I was a Jesus freak, but I needed to do this for me. But, uh, you know, in Jesus Christ, as we step into Him by faith and ask Him to come and live in us, in Jesus, our broken, chaotic, and just, you know, hurting human experience is made whole again. I promise you, it's been 15 years and I'm a new creation, I'm a new creature. Everything has been brand new, man. And, and uh, I promise you, if you just step in, trust him, ask him to show you he's real, he'll do it for you too. Jesus is the first and the last. And this can be the first day of the rest of your life. Maybe you would say, Ken, I've heard about Jesus. I know about Jesus, but I've never stepped across the line and become a follower of Jesus. Every journey starts with a step and you can take that step right now by praying this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my savior. I surrender my life to you. Thank you for loving me like you do and making me a part of your family. If you prayed that prayer, well, you just started a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And you may wonder, well, what next? Well, here are three things you can do. Start to pray. Pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer. Start to read a Bible. 
begin with the four gospels, the four biographies that talk about the life of Jesus. And then plug into a local church after the crisis passes, and it will pass. There are great churches and pastors all around the Bay Area, and it would be great to plug in to one of them. Well, for 40 years here at Cathedral of Faith, we've done a passion play every year. This year is different, but we wanted to bring you a scene from last year's Easter Sunday. So here's the Bay Area's own Manuel Romero as he plays the part of Jesus and performs the song unconditionally. Unconditional, unconditionally, I will love you unconditionally. There is no much for joining with us on this very special Resurrection Day celebration. Now, for the next several weeks, we'll be on this channel at the same time, bringing words of faith and hope to you. And if you would like more information about the church, or you could use some prayer, or you could use some groceries, go ahead and give us a call at the church or reach out to us on social media. We would love to hear from you. Next week, I have a special message to share with you how to have courage in a virus crisis. We hope you can join us. In the meantime, shelter in place, wash your hands, say your prayers, and remember, we will get through this. It may be Friday, but Sunday is on its way. What a wonderful privilege it is to have with us the Bishop of San Jose to share the benediction. 
Greetings to Pastor Ken and to all of our brothers and sisters at the Cathedral of Faith on this Easter Sunday. Bishop Oscar Cantu coming to you to share our common faith in the person of Jesus Christ, who gives us new life, who gives us hope, especially in his resurrection from the dead. In this time that so many people are suffering the effects of the coronavirus throughout the world, we raise our hearts and minds and faith today as we ask the Lord to bring new hope and to bring new life. May the Lord bless you now and always.